This is The Wrap, a weekly show where we wrap up the week with a recap of the highlights in the film and TV world. I'm your host this week, TJ Draper. Monday brought news that Keith Richards might be returning to Pirates of the Caribbean 5 in his role as Jack Sparrow's father. The news here, of course, is that Pirates 5 is at least on the table. In my opinion, we have had two great and one decent Pirates films, with the fourth installment being just terrible. I have hope that perhaps a fifth installment might be better and take the series out on a high note, but that fourth film just doesn't give me a lot of hope. I think it might actually be a bit of a catch-22. If the fifth film is horrible and bombs at the box office, there probably won't be any more, and the series will not have been served by a fifth film because it will still go out on a low note. If the fifth film does well at the box office, and if it is indeed a good film, then there would likely be another film, and the series will still not go out on a high note. Given that, I sort of wish they would just leave it alone. I also posted on Monday a link to MovieLine.com about Nikki Reed, who plays Rosalie Hale in the Twilight series, getting hate mail because of her character's on-screen iciness and bad attitude towards Kristen Stewart's character, Bella Swan. There was a lot more in the linked article, but that tidbit is the sole reason I posted it. Are there really people in the world stupid enough to send hate mail to an actor or actress because the character they play doesn't like another character? Somebody please stop this crazy ride known as the world. I want off. I also posted a link to the recently released synopsis for the upcoming X-Men film, The Wolverine. It looks like it's actually going to be set in X-Men's present day, in other words, following up on the events from the first three films. Here's the synopsis. Based on the celebrated comic book arc, this epic action-adventure takes Wolverine, the most iconic character of the X-Men universe, to modern-day Japan. Out of his depth, in an unknown world, he faces the ultimate nemesis in a life-or-death battle that will leave him forever changed. Vulnerable for the first time, and pushed to his physical and emotional limits, he confronts not only lethal samurai steel, but also his inner struggle against his own immortality, emerging more powerful than we have ever seen him before. This is exactly what I want. No more X-Men prequels, please. Let's get down to business. We're still not done with Monday, because on Monday I also posted the Now You See Me trailer. It looks enthralling to me. I will be interested to see the approach they are taking with a magic group that appears to be robbing and ripping people off. I'm a little concerned that they may be glorifying the villainy. We'll see. Here's the synopsis. The Four Horsemen, a magic supergroup led by the charismatic Atlas, perform a pair of high-tech magic shows, first astonishing audiences by robbing a bank on another continent, and then exposing a white-collar criminal and funneling his millions into the audience members' bank accounts. FBI Special Agent Dillon is determined to make the magicians pay for their crimes and to stop them before they pull off what promises to be an even more audacious heist. But he's forced to partner with Alma, an Interpol detective about whom he is instantly suspicious. Out of desperation, he turns to Thaddeus, a famed magic debunker who claims the bank heist was accomplished using disguises and video trickery. One thing Dylan and Alma agree on is that the horseman must have an outside point person, and that finding him or her is key to ending the magician's crime spree. Could it be Thaddeus or Alma, or could it really be magic? As pressure mounts and the world awaits the horseman's spectacular final trick, Dylan and Alma race to find an answer, but it soon becomes painfully clear that staying one step ahead of these masters of illusion is beyond the skills of any one man or woman. This film features a couple of actors that make me really want to see it, such as Morgan Freeman, Mark Ruffalo, Michael Caine, and Woody Harrelson. 
The link to the trailer is in the show notes, which you will find at moviebyte.com slash the wrap slash five. And finally, for Monday, I posted my review of Skyfall and gave it three and a half of five stars. It's a fine film, but I couldn't figure out what all the hype was about. Still, one of the things I really appreciated about this film was the cinematography. I hold that the camera is there to capture the action, not to provide it. I know this sounds a little old-fashioned, but that is my opinion. And it is also the opinion of the film's director, Sam Mendes. He says of the cinematography in Skyfall, quote, The camera doesn't move that much. The action is moving, and the camera moves with it. It's not just moving for the sake of moving. End quote. You will find the link to my full review in the show notes. Tuesday brought us a trailer for The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. It is apparently based on a book series of which I know nothing. I saw someone somewhere say that it looks like the missing link between Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Twilight. I think that's a good description of this trailer. There certainly seems to be no lack of films and books centered around the paranormal lately, and as much as I have enjoyed some things from this genre, in general I'm ready to move on from it. We also found out that Brad Bird won't be directing Star Wars 7. We know a lot now about who won't be directing. Can we please find out who will be? Inquiring nerd minds want to know. One of the more entertaining things from this week was the video I posted featuring Tom Wilson, a.k.a. Biff Tannen of Back to the Future, entertaining us with his sci-fi convention song. I really don't know how to explain this to you, words fail me, but trust me, unless you just don't have a single solitary shred of a sense of humor, this video is worth checking out. On Wednesday, we saw the motion poster for the upcoming Hunger Games film, Catching Fire. I actually first got to see it in the theater, and thought at first we were going to see a trailer for Catching Fire, but I quickly realized it was too soon for that. The poster is great, and you can see it on MovieByte via the link in the show notes. I'm really looking forward to this film. The first installment was great, and I have high hopes and expectations for this film. As friend of the site and contributor Corey Poff pointed out in the comments, the film is being helmed by Francis Lawrence, who was the director of I Am Legend, which I mostly liked, except for the ending, so this really gets my hopes up. And it looks like we're going to be learning about an alternate version of Jack the Giant Killer in an upcoming film titled only slightly differently, Jack the Giant Slayer. It certainly looks interesting, and the fact that it is being helmed by Brian Singer makes me just assume that it will be fantastic. Catch the trailer via the link in the show notes. We also learned that a Man of Steel trailer would be put in front of The Hobbit, and I am greatly looking forward to that. That news, along with the news that Star Trek Into Darkness will also be debuting a trailer in front of The Hobbit, assures my presence in the theater for those reasons alone. And then one day early, due to Thanksgiving, we released the Movie Bite podcast, episode 19, titled Liquid Golden Eyes, where we had a special guest, Lindsay Morgan, on to discuss with us Breaking Dawn, part two. The other main topic was Spielberg's Lincoln. And some quick side talk about The Amazing Spider-Man and the Now You See Me trailer. It was a good episode, and I hope you'll take the time to listen. On Thursday, we released Joseph's review of Spielberg's Lincoln. It has somewhat of a Thanksgiving connection because President Lincoln was the one who set the final date of the celebration by a proclamation. You will find the link to Joseph's review in the show notes. And then today, Friday, seems to be the day for a lot of videos. I posted a video from the Piano Guys performing Lord of the Rings music. It's epic. And in a deleted scene from the upcoming Marvel Phase 1 box set, Jane Foster beams a message across the cosmos to Thor. And then Christina Perry sings a song she wrote for the soundtrack of Breaking Dawn, A Thousand Years. Christina Perry is a great musician and songwriter, and regardless of your feeling on Twilight, this is great music. Be sure to give it a listen. And finally, to close out the week, I posted my review of Breaking Dawn Part 2. 
If you're getting tired of the Twilight stuff, never fear. It should be mostly over now, at least for a while. I will just say that I thought this film was a decent film and a good installment in the film series. Be sure to read my review for the full details. And those are a few things I consider to be the highlights from the past week. You can find all the links in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash the wrap slash five. To keep up with all the news from MovieByte, you can follow us on Twitter. Our username is MovieByte. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MovieByte. And of course, you can visit the website where we post every weekday at MovieByte.com. I'm TJ Draper, and I've been your host this week, and I'm looking forward to bringing you a lot more fun next week. <laughs>